As China begins to reopen its factories and return back to work, what they are returning to will not be the same. Despite China being the world's economic darling for the past 40 years, the balance of the world's economic power has begun to shift towards some places that you might not expect. In fact, we are already starting to see some signs of other nations around the world rising up in order to take away some of China's manufacturing prowess away from them. And who knows, we might be witnessing the creation of the next generation of economic superpowers right in front of our very eyes. But the reason that this is happening is a little bit complex. It started a few decades ago in 1970s China when the country began shifting its economic policy away from communism and more towards capitalism. They soon began building specific economic zones where massive ports and factories could be built that would maximize productivity and efficiency. And once these economic zones were opened up to foreign trade and investment, China's economy began exploding. In the 1980s, many Fortune 500 companies began having their products manufactured in China because China could make their products with a similar level of quality but for a substantially lower price than if they were to have been manufactured in the West. And this was largely because of the extremely low wages that Chinese workers made, along with other factors like tax laws and import-export efficiencies. So, all of a sudden, if a competitor chose to manufacture their products outside of China, they simply could not compete on price, which would likely have made them go out of business. So that is when everything began getting made in China. By the 2010s, one-third of all products on the planet were manufactured in China. And within the span of 50 years, China had turned itself around from an impoverished nation of farmers to a nation that has the second largest economy in the world behind the United States. Now, despite all of this success, there have been a few strange things that have happened over the past few years. Now, here's a question for you. What happens when a country who builds its economy based upon low labor costs all of a sudden becomes very wealthy? Well, here's what happened to China. In 1990, the average yearly wage from a Chinese worker was about $150 US. By 2005, it was $2,800. In 2015, it was $8,900. And as of this year, the average Chinese worker makes around $13,500. That is a massive increase where we have seen the average wage of a manufacturing worker increase by over 8,500% over the last 30 years. And what this means today is that the cost of making products in China has become a lot more expensive than it used to be. Companies can't make products for an 80% discount in China anymore like they used to. And because of this, we actually began to see a decline in manufacturing in China in 2016, where for the first time in the country's modern history, their manufacturing output actually decreased by 2%. But the success of China's economy was only the first factor coming into play when talking about the decrease in its manufacturing output. After 2016, China once again saw modest increases in manufacturing output until the United States imposed tariffs on imports from China. This caused a decrease in Chinese imports to the US by 7% in 2019 and forced many companies to begin looking for product sourcing in other countries. And if that wasn't enough, privacy concerns and 
tensions between China and the Western world have been on the rise ever since the country began taking over part of the world's tech sector. And ever since then, governments around the world have been actively trying to push Chinese technology out of their countries, while also incentivizing businesses to make their products domestically instead of China. In fact, just last week, the Department of Justice in the United States has requested that the FCC terminate China's telecom authorization in the United States, citing it as a national security risk. And all of these things that I just mentioned, from rising labor costs to geopolitical issues, have led us to today and the pandemic. You see, even though this China-sourced manufacturing has been slowing down over the past decade, the country still remains the largest manufacturer in the world. So once the pandemic rose out of Wuhan and caused a shutdown of China's manufacturing sector, many countries began to run out of essential goods that they needed, simply because they relied upon China to produce them and had no backup plan. So for example, China is the leading manufacturer of medical equipment in the world. So when the world needed an increase in the supply of masks, ventilators, and gloves, they could no longer get them from their relied upon manufacturer. China is also the second largest producer of drugs and medicinal ingredients in the world. So when the pandemic hit, roughly 100 commonly used drugs were reported to be in a shortage by the FDA. And these shortages didn't just hit the medical sector, but they hit virtually every other industry. All of a sudden, small businesses looking to get inventory for tech, fashion, or any other kind of business began to see one to two month long delays on their orders. And this seemed to be the final straw for most of the world to change their manufacturing strategy. You see, many companies in the last several months have realized that they had too many eggs in one basket and relied too heavily upon one nation in order for their business to run properly. So we have started to see a shift. Last week, Japan announced a $2.2 billion incentive plan to move their manufacturing base out of China and into Japan, while also diversifying into other Asian countries. And a recent report from Tokyo found that roughly 37% of more than 2,600 companies surveyed said that they were planning to move at least part of their manufacturing to a country outside of China. Now that brings up the next question. As China's manufacturing sector begins to shrink, and every other nation around the world begins to look to other countries to source their goods from, who will be the biggest beneficiaries of this shift out of China? Well, the first of which is another Asian country that has been quietly going through an economic boom over the last several decades. In the year 2000, Vietnam was a country that was experiencing extreme poverty throughout its population of nearly 100 million people. In fact, the GDP per capita of Vietnam was a paltry $390 at the time. But then they were dealt a gift from the economic gods. As China's population began to become somewhat wealthy in the 2000s, apparel companies like Nike began building factories in Vietnam because it became substantial cheaper to manufacture some products in Vietnam as opposed to China. And in the following decades, many other companies began to do the same. And as China's wealth began to accelerate into the 2010s, Vietnam's manufacturing sector began to accelerate as well. Today, Vietnam is now considered a middle-income country with a GDP per capita of roughly $3,000. And keep in mind that this shift from extreme poverty to middle income has occurred within just 20 years, making it one of the fastest growing economies economies in history. And if this trend were to continue, we could see Vietnam surpass the likes of the United Arab Emirates, Singapore, Iran, and even Hong Kong in terms of economic power within the next several decades. 
Another country that has benefited a lot from China's manufacturing downturn, especially over the last two years, has been Mexico. Tempest Capital has estimated that Mexico will be receiving between $12 billion and $19 billion in Chinese manufacturing redirects per year for the near future. And in fact, one survey of 160 executives by Foley and Lardner suggested that two-thirds of large corporations in the United States were planning on moving at least part of their manufacturing base out of China and into Mexico within two years. Now, who knows how many of these companies will actually follow through with their plans, but there's a lot of data that is showing how Mexico is already becoming a bigger manufacturing hub of the world. For example, in 2017, Mexico's exports to the United States have increased by roughly 14% to a whopping $320 billion. And just in perspective, that is about 42% of what China exports to the United States. So they're still quite a ways away, but they are gaining ground every single year. But arguably one of the most intriguing countries that has benefited in recent years is that of India. India has about the same population as China with 1.3 billion people, but the difference is that India is still largely an agricultural society with a much poorer infrastructure. Roughly half of the workforce in India still works in some way in the agricultural sector. And just for comparison, roughly 5% of the American population works in agriculture. Regardless, since 2002, India's economy has grown from a GDP per capita of $470 to roughly $2,100 in 2020. And this economic growth has resulted in India lifting more than 300 million of its citizens out of poverty over the last 18 years. But here's the thing. Unlike a country such as Vietnam, India's growth has not come from manufacturing. It has actually come from service-based industries like banking, retail, and information technology. Except there was one economic experiment that began being run at the start of 2014, and that was cell phone manufacturing. So at the start of 2014, India was manufacturing about 10 million cell phones a year. But by the end of 2019, India was producing roughly 150 million cell phones per year and quickly became the second largest cell phone manufacturer in the world. And despite this massive ramp up in manufacturing of cell phones, India's infrastructure is still seen as too inadequate right now for them to become the next China. But with big investments from companies like Apple, who have begun making some of their iPhones in cities like Chennai, we might see an expansion of India's manufacturing sector in the near future. And one key advantage that India has is a large, young workforce and an extremely low cost of labor. Currently in India, the average manufacturing laborer makes about $5 per day. Meanwhile, the average Chinese manufacturing laborer makes about $28 per day. This has made India a more attractive place for some companies to take a risk and manufacture their products in India, even if they run into some infrastructure problems along the way. So, if India were to fix their infrastructure and capitalize on manufacturing in the same way that China did in the 1990s, we might see India become the third true economic superpower of the world behind the United States and China. But again, that is a big if. So, even though there are some countries that are benefiting from China's downturn in manufacturing, that does not mean that China will be giving up its mantle for being the world's factory anytime soon. It looks like we might be at least 20 years away before another country catches up to the likes of China in terms of manufacturing output. But this brings up the question, 
If the likes of Vietnam, Mexico, or India become the new China and reach a wealth standard that China reached in the 2010s, then what will the next manufacturing hub be? Well, some say that within 50 years, with enough advancements in AI and robotics, many products will be produced domestically by each country. But if that doesn't happen within the next half century, there is an entire continent with a large population and cheap labor force that is already being viewed as an economic battleground between the United States and China. But we will save the story of the economy of Africa for another time. So I'd like to ask you guys, what do you think is going to happen to the manufacturing sector around the world in the coming years? Do you think China will have a downturn? And who do you think will become the next manufacturing superpower of the world? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you liked this video, please check out my documentaries playlist where I have a bunch of other videos just like this ready for you to watch. So please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button if you liked this video, and make sure to click on my next video. Anyways, I will see you guys in just a few seconds.